We are here for the week one recap of the Dynasty Time Fantasy Football League. Scott is here along with Logan. Logan, what's up? I I think I, the league owes me a giant thank you that I have not only like managed to wiggle my way into this podcast, but I've managed to completely replace that at this point in time. So weekly, we no longer have to listen to that incessant whining and complaining and yammering on about all the random rules. Like, I am here to save you all. You are welcome, everybody. And what a great week one it was. Should we talk about the keeper rules for a little bit? (laughs) I think we need to put it to a vote. (laughs) Good. What a week two, what a week, um, excuse me, what a week one is right. Um, I had a lot of fun this week. I think think it was great, personally. It was fun also because there wasn't a lot of, uh, injuries i mean there were a couple but i feel like last year everybody was out for the season that's true and i think what i'm excited about most of all is probably the biggest injury is going to test our waiver market in a really interesting way as it relates to our our super flex oh two qb situation given what happened with the uh, the good old fighting football team out there in washington this week but i think we can probably talk about that in a minute Let's do that. Um, yeah, do we actually know? I should look this up. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is on IR. The IR, is, though, the new does IR. Does anybody have him? I don't know. I mean, somebody must have. I guess I could go to the rosters. Easy. But, it's easy to go to the rosters. You click on the little helmet at the top of the site. And you're there. Let's see. Um, <laughs> well, who? what we do know for sure is that nobody has um, – uh, Tyler Heineke, who is now the starting quarterback in Washington, and I would imagine becomes the most coveted waiver wire pickup this week for anyone who is maybe only rocking two QBs right now, or is maybe not in the uh, um, feeling very confident with the QBs that they do have on their uh, roster. I and mean, that's one of the interesting things of this week. It was funny fun looking at how people constructed their team with the super flex who went with the two QB route, who went with one QB and an extra regular flex and how those teams scored. So we can, you know, I think there's opportunities for people to get creative here and decide if it's, if it's really worth it overall. There you go. Well, let's, let's start there. Even though it's not the order that I have, it was probably the closest game of the week. There are a couple of really close ones, but Blue 32 and Bobby FC. Um, yeah. Brian goes down. He does have Fitzmagic. Uh, so he'll have to drop him. Although he put it, he was on the bench, so not a big deal. 107 to 104, Bobby pulls it off. Lamar Jackson, I when they got the ball back in overtime just now, I thought that was it and Brian was going to pull it off. But well, there's not there's nothing good. there's nothing worse than losing by what what three and a half points and having your quarterback have two lost fumbles. Um, you know, interceptions are one thing, but fumbles really, really like for whatever reason hurt a little bit more. You almost expect an interception. Um, you don't expect two lost fumbles, and that as great as Lamar is, and as and uh, overall as a fantasy player, especially really hurts blue 32 to to lose to bobby like that and and fall that one one not great not great for brian but 
Move on. Uh, I was trying. I was texting with him. I'm trying to get him on here, but he's he's balking. Uh, prime time. Paul King uh, went down to Green Hell as we move on, and this was another close one, 105 to 102. Two big receiver games. So Debo Samuel for Prime Time and Amari Cooper for Green Hell. Uh, and Paul just came up a little bit short, disappointing showing, I have to believe, from Baker Mayfield with just eight points. Both these teams, Logan, only played one quarterback. They did, and both of their quarterbacks probably didn't deliver for them what they hoped in terms of playing uh, only one uh, quarterback. If you're going to only roll with one, they better be pretty solid, and I think both both teams would be – disappointed in the end result for their quarterbacks obviously prime time only getting nine points from derrick henry who you would expect to be pushing 20 points each week is a is a big miss but the green hell sneaks it out um gets the win and paul who seems to enjoy a little bit of the i don't know if it's cockiness is the right word but he likes to he likes to talk um, is sitting at 0-1, and um, we'll, he'll have to figure out and get creative to see what he can do going forward. The hard part for him is going to be, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback, um, it's Baker Mayfield and, and nothing else for him. So hopefully for his sake, Baker turns it around because Baker's amazing in every single way, as we all know. You are a big Baker fan. I, I, I'm proud very, of the fact that I love him. Um, there you go. So primetime goes to 0 and 1. Um, and Laverty, you know, he hasn't had the greatest success, uh, in dynasty time, but came into the reset, was renewed, and this is a good start for him with a, a pretty good score. Also, one interesting thing, and I'm trying to figure out how to deal with this with the league history, is we're going to have lower scores this year, and so it'll be interesting to see what like a good score is. is just breaking a hundred good now. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I haven't been around long enough to actually have paint the, the full picture. I know last year scoring with our first downs and all that got a little, a little crazy. Um, not that it was bad um, by any stretch, but I just think over the first couple of weeks, we'll be, we'll get a nice level set on what's uh, what's to be expected. But I would imagine in that 100 to 110 range, you'll be competitive most weeks. I would imagine. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, moving on, we had 5A Bastards, our first uh, new team with the weird logo because we don't know what the name means. Uh, took down Jutane Clan 104 to 88. Good showing from Tyler Lockett in the fourth quarter, or in the second half at least. I mean, if he's going to get 25 points from Travis Kelsey every week, that'll work. And I don't yeah. see why he wouldn't. <laughs> no, I mean, that was the, the first big shock of the draft early on when um, Kelsey went at number two overall when everyone was expecting to take Dalvin. And so to get him to uh, perform like that, I think Derek needs that to happen in order for him to win. And so I, uh, I fully expect, I think Derek is banking on that all year. And as long as he does, um, as long as he can sneak by with whatever quarterbacks he trots out there, I think he could be fairly competitive because the rest of this team looks pretty stacked as well. Two more teams with uh, just one quarterback being played. Um, 
side note, Brandon Ayuk, uh, FU, I had you in DFS and you didn't get a catch. So cool. Uh, we have a guest here. We're going to back it up. We were just talking about primetime. Paul King is here. Hey, guys. Uh, what happened this week, Paul? My team is terrible. It's really bad. Um, I don't know what I was thinking drafting Derrick Henry. Of course, I did no prep because um, that usually works out better that way. But now I've been reading all the stuff that says Derrick Henry, 370-plus carries, the stats on running backs when they have that many carries a couple of years in a row or like all bad. And apparently it looked like shit against the Cardinals. So that's going to be a problem. Um, I drafted a running back who didn't uh, dress. He didn't have a uniform on in the fifth or sixth round, I think. So that's not ideal. But I still almost won, thanks to Tyson Williams. And uh, we'll see if the Ravens get their stuff together. Maybe I'll do better next week. Well, the one thing that uh, – welcome – the one thing that uh, Primetime does have going for him is the fact that even though his running back didn't even dress, the starting running back is now out for the next eight weeks. So someone's going to have to run the ball. And it seems that in a Kyle Shanahan offense, anyone who runs the ball becomes instantly really, really good. So maybe you get saved there. And in all seriousness, if you're giving up on Derrick Henry already, I will happily take him off of your hands. So don't uh, – we can talk. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I'll be all right. I, You know, if – I guess with Derrick Henry doing how he did and Baker had a bad game too, I'm lucky to be as close as I ended up being. And honestly, like, the Ravens play calling in that insane game that just happened doesn't make any sense. Like, if they just ran him or – threw him a couple more passes, I would have won. So maybe I'm overreacting. I'm in a bad mood because of Aaron Rodgers. So um, what happened with Aaron Rodgers? You know, he's just bad. He's bad. <laughs> he pouted and just sulked his way up and down the field. And I kind of hate him. So it's kind of fun. As a non-Packers fan, I just – he's getting sadder and sadder. And it's just not fun to watch. Do you guys remember Dan Marino? Like, we were pretty young when Dan Marino was, like, old on the Dolphins. There was the last year of Dan Marino, I remember, because I was, like, 14, 13. And he, like, was really red because he was always yelling at everyone and just really pissed off and looked like he hated football. And that's what this reminds me of with Rodgers. Not good. I I think the real question is, is, is – like Rogers has always had this like on the field issue with facial expressions and how he looks and all that and other stuff. And when he's performing well, like magically it goes away and briefly for a moment everything seems fine. Crazy how that happens. Yeah. The only thing I'm wondering is is he just going to deliberately suck just to like screw over the Packers on his way out because he's so pissed at them. I don't, want, I don't want that to happen. It's definitely not. But as far as insane conspiracy theories that are definitely not true, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to put myself in the maybe column on that one, just because I think it'd be fun to watch. That's totally possible. I'm also really down, not to turn this into a Packer podcast, but very down on Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator that they hired inexplicably after he was on the 0-16 Lions, I discovered. So I don't know how he got another job after that. He was the defensive coordinator. 
Well, Paul, you and have to understand, the... a lot of those losses were like one-score losses. So they I were mean, close, you know. All, but there were 16 of them. <laughs> That's too many losses. You're not allowed to have 16 losses. You're, also, you're we, done. We, we went 4-0 in the preseason. So He should be managing you know. a, a Chuck E.'s Cheese or something. It's, it's not allowed. This is not okay. Hey, Rad, Rad Marinelli has created a great career after 0-16. So, who knew? I'm just happy that um, yours truly managed to draft the absolute best quarterback on the Green Bay Packers. And so I think, you know, a stroke of genius in my, by, my, by me to really get the star of the Green Bay Packers for years to come on his team. So I'll take that as a win any day of the week. Very good point. Um, I just noticed that uh, the Lions play the Packers on Monday night next week. So congratulations on Rodgers throwing for like 6,000 yards to next week. Oh, didn't, you guys the Lions, didn't the Lions only cornerback tears Achilles this week, too? Yeah, and he's terrible anyway. So I don't even know if that's a big loss, if you saw how he played. So, yeah, it's great. Everything's only, great over there. The only thing I saw about the Lions game was the inexplicable almost com- comeback <laughs> that, made them, that made them cover the eight and a half. That, oh, yeah. Uh, that really hurt me. Yeah, not ideal. Uh Let's move on, and and Paul, you can stick around, please, uh, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, Birds of Prey and Freelancers had a terrible game. You know, Freelancers, to me, had a very good team coming out of the draft, and I don't know what happened here. Some of it could be coaching, um, but other than that, oof, 64 points. Birds of Prey wins with Rodgers throwing up negative points. Um I don't. I, I can't tell. It's week one if these two teams suck or they just got unlucky. It's it's also hard for me to tell like what's even a good team in a sixteen league right now, <laughs> right? Because I, I mean, how many I, good players do you need to be right? Good? Like, what is actually effective? And because I look at the roster, I'm like, okay, this one looks terrible, but maybe it is. I have no idea. I mean, so, to be fair, Mostert got hurt. I don't know what the deal is with Russell Gage if he was even playing. But the Falcons put up six points, so that just didn't work out. <laughs> and then Mark Andrews should be better than five points. So Yeah, I don't there were a couple of plays in that game too where like as great as Lavar is at times, he's also not great at other times and you know, Andrews sitting there just wide open, like just a little on a little curl route like 10 yards right at the first down marker and he just looks right at him and threw it to someone else so I don't think that'll happen again for Andrews I think they're better than I think freelancers are better than this but how much better I guess we'll find out over the coming weeks here I'm okay with Lamar sucking this year he he deserves it um let's move on to the high score of the week thank god he's not here I, I just don't get it. Dan puts up 136. I didn't really remember him getting Mahomes and Russell, which helped. Um, but then he also has DeAndre Swift, who will probably not play another down in the NFL. The Saints put up almost 20 points. I mean, just a ridiculous day. So sorry to Craig, because ran to a buzzsaw here. This is temporary, though. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is temporary because DeAndre Swift plays for the Detroit Lions. 
he's a running back. He's also going and to he's prison. going to jail. So this this is like a Final Destination movie. Like we don't know if it's going to be jail for the murder he may or may not have committed, <laughs> or uh, allegedly you know, allegedly allegedly now. he shot someone. We don't know if he murdered someone. There's a difference, right. you know. Well, I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> as a lawyer in the great state of Illinois sure. and Wisconsin and Arizona, I know. But um, it could be any number of other things. It, he could blow out his knee like Brian Calhoun and never be seen from again. Oh, he could just disappear like the last five uh, Lions running backs they've drafted. He could be replaced by a short uh, white running back, which happens sometimes to the Lions. Who knows? Any, any number of things could happen. I think the most important thing is that we all Cody Zeller, him. right? Isn't that his name? The little white guy? Oh, God, I remember that guy. Yeah, is he still on the team? I don't know. Wait, isn't Cody Zeller a no, 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 no. Yeah, you're thinking of Zach Zenner. Zach Zenner. Yeah, close. <laughs> Cody Zeller's yep. a basketball player. He's a workhorse. I think the most important thing through all of this, though, is a moment of self-reflection for all everyone in the league of when the news of Swift potentially maybe having murdered someone broke, how many of us were like, oh, that's terrible, and how many of us went, oh, shit, Jamal Williams. And immediately <laughs> went to like figure out in any of our leagues who had them and what to do about it. So, just a moment. I'm I'm not going to answer for myself or anyone else. Um, I would just say Luke texted me instantly and was like, "Oh my God, go get Jamal." So, just, I mean, too bad for you because I already have him. But you know, which is fitting for sure. Hell of a handcuff there. Uh, yeah, so I, I think Craig will be better, although if – I don't know. <laughs> Zeke has to put more than five points up, but those receivers, he's, he needs some help there. Um, uh, another – let's just go to this other blowout, um, NWO, just brotherly meanness. This was just – you're just a jerk. 133 to 62. I, I don't know what's going on with Luke's team, but it does not look good right now. No, I mean, I think what, I, what I'm most interested in, you know, I very much enjoyed thoroughly destroying him as I expect to do to most teams this year, is the, the, the dynamic of scoring and how consistent you're scoring based on those people who invested in QBs early in the two QB format, just the banking of more consistent high level of points versus people who maybe have better talent at wide receiver or running back. But it feels like there's more natural fluctuation in performance in those levels. And so I have no idea what Paul's doing right now. But um, yeah, but that's interesting. It's my garage you... door. Do you like my garage door? <laughs> it's oh. very nice. But like, Okay, so Kyler Murray might not put up 30 points a, a week, but he should put up 20, right? Right. Versus Stefan Diggs can put up 10 points when you're kind of fucked, right? I, I just feel, I feel so like there's a, much, yeah. there's a much a much higher floor at the top end two QB level than there is in terms of pure upside that you get with some of your more skilled position players, wide receiver running backs. 
I think but that's any... true of like the top quarterback. So to your point, like I think you're in good shape. I think I feel good about where I am. Dan, or like Russell and well. Mahomes, yeah, like that's a guaranteed fifty points probably. Uh, yeah, but then I mean, after that, that's where it's interesting to me. Like those quarterbacks can suck, right? So exactly as we saw with Big Ben at nine points for Luke this week. I mean, I highly doubt for his sake that Aaron Jones is only going to put up three points. Mike Evans only four points. Even digs at 11 points. You're going to get usually more than that. So I just think it was an off week for Luke. Um, but I'd be lying if I didn't feel pretty confident for the rest of the season. The only problem is, is the team that I think is probably the best team in the league happens to be in my stupid division. And that's kind of a bummer for me. That's disappointing for you. Are you, are you giving Dan credit right now? No, I'm giving you. Oh, I'm giving you credit. I'm, a, I'm in your division. Yeah, yeah. let's go to me. Uh, two new, That's called a two segue. New... I was really yeah. trying to. Totally missed it. Come on. I don't know who's in what division right now. I, see, uh, I know you're work. You're used to working with a co-host who doesn't have any idea of what's going on. But like, come on, we'll we'll figure this out. Stay with me. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate the help. Uh, so yeah, Corncob TD one thirteen. Little Buff Boys, 100. Both of us put up two quarterbacks. I mean, Herbert was terrible. I don't think he can play much worse. Um, but I'll tell you, having McCaffrey and Dak and Herbert, like, to your point, I feel like that's a pretty low floor because McCaffrey didn't even have a good day. But he put up 180 yards. <laughs> uh, but no touchdowns. Um, and Rossman, you know, Hawkinson went off a little bit, but if he could get anything from Jones and Eckler and his receivers, like I think he's got a pretty good team there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think both both of these teams have are just are strong across the uh, across the board. I mean, obviously you'll have to get a little creative now with um, Judy being injured and out for a while, but um, you know, I think again those two top-level quarterbacks who are going to consistently perform puts you in prime position. And um, the good old, the, what have we got, the little buff boys, they'll be fine. I think it's just one of those, uh, one of those things. I will say, though, as a result, Luke is going to be in for a really tough year with six games against NWO, Corn Cobb, and little yes. buff boys. That's not good. That's tough. This yeah. is going to be a brutal division. This is NFC West type stuff that we're uh, that we're dealing with over there. It's a very good division. Um, well, and let's let's I guess move off to the other division. We should do this by division, I guess. Now we can organize better. But the last game here: Sea City, Boston, and our newcomer Connor League, league Camps, one twelve to one hundred five. Again, both did super flex with just one quarterback um, worked out well for both of them. Really um, also helps that Jameis Winston went off against that ridiculously terrible Packers defense. Yeah. The, the hard part for, uh, for um, our newbie here is there's no way Jameis does that ever again. So where, uh, where do you kind of make up those points? Um you know, Devontae probably won't be that bad again this year. So I think that's probably kind of where it levels out a little bit. 
Um, and and then I think part of it is just waiting game too, and waiting till Fields officially takes over, whether it be next week or the week after, and he can kind of flex into that two QB mode and uh, go from there. Um, the world does he DP at some point? Do you, like you got love, he's got Fields. Yeah, I guess it depends. Uh, I mean, everyone it depends on how he's doing. Today. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, love. Like will literally not play this year. Obviously, I mean, even if in even if Rogers life. were to yeah, even if Rogers were to get injured, he's not going to play this year. Like for me, at least. Um, but for um, for Connor, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he plays it. But I guess if the rest of his team is performing well, I mean that wide receiver core between Adams, Lamb, and Brown is pretty impressive. And so we will uh, we'll see how he plays it out. It'll be interesting to watch for sure. There you go. Uh, so that that's the rundown of the uh, of the league. Like we said, it was a it was a fun week one. I was looking at the stats a little bit. I, I do think, you know, quarterback. I was trying to get to the right page, but it's going to be interesting to continue to monitor the superflex. I think that's one of the most interesting things. Um, Cause I just, I, if you don't have those top guys, I don't think that second quarterback is that important. The problem will be in week six, seven, eight, nine, when those buys come in and who actually can start a quarterback. I think that'll be where it gets interesting. I, I still think I'm going to be actually in all seriousness, pretty okay. Um, I think I'm going to be really boomer bust until Trey Lance gets going, which hopefully is soon. Because, but if, I mean, I have, I think I have Kittle, right? So Kittle and Derrick Henry, if both those guys go off, we'd be in a lot better shape. The fact that I lost by three points with both of them not doing that much makes me feel a little okay about it. Just sucks. But I can't, I can't trust Tyson Williams. You know, (laughs) I can't trust John Harbaugh. I don't know what he was thinking, not running Williams again after he was useful. The other thing on that, as you mentioned, Kittle, is how does the value, like, in addition to the super flex, which I agree, is how does the value of the tight end change when you have still have, you know, Scott's crazy rule around tight ends? God, I love um, it. When you um, have that tight end premium in play uh, across 16 tight ends, and you have some people who are starting some, something called a Dan Arnold is what misfits were playing this week um compared to people who invested in the tight ends early like Derek's play around getting kelsey right away adding in um those first couple rounds even like through hawkinson waller kittle hawkinson that group how does that play out and impact the season as we go here too is that going to end up being a big differentiator i honestly think it could be huge down the stretch here so That'll be uh, my what to watch for if that's what we were, or if that's what you're trying to set up there. In week one, four of the top eleven players were tight ends. Um, now, does T.J. Hawkinson put up twenty six points ever again? I don't think so, but maybe that's kind of his only weapon in Detroit. Um, but after that, tight end kind of falls off a cliff. There's no other tight end in the top thirty two. 
And so it's almost like you went for it like Derek did, or you you kind of swim around uh, in the lower tiers. But it'll, it'll be interesting. Shout out to the Green Hell who did not play Rob Gronkowski with 29 points. Um, and that was the biggest uh, biggest defender of not starting the right player, for sure. Yeah, and the reality is his Gronk will never do that again. And he's going to play him every week going forward now and never. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the week one recap. I don't know, Logan or Paul, if you have anything else you wanted to discuss. Um, yeah. No, I'm just happy I could jump on with you here um, and, you know, give you a uh, an opportunity to see what it's like to uh, podcast with a, uh, a real, adequate, professional, thoughtful, well-researched co-host for a change. So... I'm happy to do that for you and available whenever you need if you really want to class it up around here. It was impressive. Hey, one thing before we uh, let you go, I'll just give you guys an update if you are listening to this so I don't have to say it in the Slack. Uh, If you go to the front page, you'll see a few new windows on that front page. One is the IR report. um, And then we also have a IR violation widget if you will um if you click on the history the ir report is pretty cool they'll say like when they actually went on so that's how we'll kind of track if you're able to put someone on ir right now we only have one person on ir but keep that in mind um then we'll be able to track that pretty easily and yeah waivers runs wednesday night so get your claims in and if you have any questions, let me know. Although the next couple of days will be a little insane as my second baby is coming home tomorrow. That's ridiculous. Wow, that's very exciting though. Congrats to you, Whitney, the whole family. That'll be wonderful to get everyone under the same roof. So excited for you and, and just do us a favor and don't think about fantasy football too much for the next couple of days. Oh, I will. I'm sure um, you will. In the future, we'll we'll keep these podcasts going. We want to keep getting people on here. Paul, really appreciate you joining. It's fun to have you on. Yeah, thanks. You caught me at a good time. I was I was walking my dog Wally, and it's a little earlier here, right? So uh, it worked out. Perfect. All right, boys. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Peace. <laughs>